0: Awesome. So, here we go for episode four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm excited about episode four. Me too. Um, just got a text message before we started recording this episode, and someone is actually volunteered to make us an intro and an outro.
1: <gasps> no way.
0: Yeah, musical intro, outro. Oh, my
1: goodness. We need one of those.
0: Jonathan Farrow.
1: <gasps> I love Jonathan.
0: I know, right? So, just... Stay posted, because before too long, you're going to have an awesome intro, outro, and then we may even throw in some sound effects you don't even know. You don't even know. You don't know you don't what know. to expect from this podcast. <laughs> Hashtag conversations. So let's recap our week, shall we? Okay. Um, We had church yesterday.
1: Yeah, we did. That was fun. It was super fun, because we did our first... Four o'clock service.
0: Our very first four p.m. service. I think there were some people still confused about the time.
1: Maybe a little bit, because because I'd say about twenty people rolled in at about five, five fifteen.
0: Was it that many? It was. It was quite a few. So we're starting at four. We're starting two services. Mm-hmm. One at four p.m. and another at six thirty. Next week, for the very first time, having two services on a Sunday.
1: So excited.
0: It's going to be a little crazy.
1: It's going to be kind of crazy just because we're not used to having a time cap on a service because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're used to just kind of having a little flexibility at the end. And if you've ever been to one of our services, there's um, we do like an extended ministry time. And we're not going to cut off extended ministry time. We're hopefully right. just going to be more efficient with our services. But it's kind of mm-hmm. it might be a little weird the first week. Trying to get people out of the parking lot and more people in.
0: That's why we're doing a 4 and a 6.30. Yeah, as opposed to a 4 and a 6. Exactly. It gives us two and a half hours. I mean, that's plenty of time, I think. Plenty. For those of you church planters out there, and, you know, everybody has different words of wisdom on this subject, but John Wimber used to say when he planted a church, he would immediately start with two services on a Sunday because it gave twice the opportunity for people to grow in their gifting, mm. as well as twice the opportunity for people to serve and be empowered to volunteer. So That's um, amazing. it grows your church. It does. Because um, one of the things that he said as well is that every single person that serves and volunteers in your church brings along with them three other people. So the more people you have serving, the more people you have attending and receiving ministry and being blessed. Yeah. So it's good to have more and more and more people empowered and get them serving, volunteering, leading, doing what they do, what they're passionate about. Because in turn, it actually ends up helping a lot more people.
1: Absolutely. And we were really full at our one service and mm-hmm. we had no more room oh, for yeah, kids. It packed. And packed. it was just starting to feel overwhelming for families that wanted to come. And so now we've given more opportunity. We've expanded our kids' department. Um, so it's, it's getting exciting.
0: Yes, Yep, and um, just to be real, I was excited about my message last night, the message I shared our second week on studying purpose, Mm -hmm. and um, I gave a message called What Matters Most, and the moral of the story was that our purpose is not all about us, Hmm. which, you know, having a (laughs) subtitle like that is a little bit scary, especially in our Western world. It is, yeah. Of self-obsessed, self-help, self-crazy, self-promoting, self, 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 <laughs> self. me, 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 mine, 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 mine. Right. Yep. Um, so, but I, th- I really feel like that the Lord was present and yeah. I, I mean, I got a lot of good feedback. Um, but you know, I, I just felt like, I felt like God was pleased.
1: Absolutely. It was know? incredible. I think that if you guys have the chance to listen to the podcast of that sermon, you're going to be super, super blessed. I, thought that it was a very um, challenging word. So mm. if if you're not ready to be challenged, then maybe don't listen to it, but I don't know why you wouldn't be ready to be challenged uh, to grow. But it was, yeah. it was super... Um, it was real. It was a good, real message. If you enjoy hearing raw and real, that sermon's going to kick your butt in the best way. Mm-hmm. It was super powerful.
0: Thanks. You know, we... Um, in the message, I talked a little bit about um, something that happened in our nation this week, which was um, the college, mm-hmm. community college shooting. Yep, which is a terrible atrocity. It's awful. Uh, apparently, these are happening more and more often, really
1: regularly.
0: And you know, I'm we're not really we're not really one that watches the news a lot.
1: No, we don't even have like cable at our house. Yeah, we don't have
0: cable TV. So we don't really <laughs> so watch news. All we at watch all. is
1: Netflix. We watch Netflix, we
0: watch. Hulu sometimes. Yeah, watch Hulu.
1: Hulu, Hulu. Thanks to our mm-hmm. my brother in law.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks to Spencer, who <laughs> lives lives with us, our roomie. Um, you know, so we don't we don't get to see the news a lot. And mm-hmm. I I actually have uh, Google News. Um, when you pull up, um, you know your browser window. Yeah. And that's the first thing that pops up. It's my homepage. Yes. And so that, that way it gives me an opportunity once a day to sort of skim through the headlines and know what's wh- going on. know what's going on in the world. And when I saw that, I was just really moved, and um, it it kind of rocked me a little bit, like I was really, really concerned and really, really sad for the people who were involved in those shootings, because apparently some of the, some of the shootings were basically it was martyrs. Yeah. He was saying, uh, the gunman was saying, if you're a Christian, then stand up. You're going to see God in a second, hmm. which, you know, you think about the courage, the bravery yeah. of the people who um, confronted this guy yeah. in, in turn were actually killed for their faith. Yep. And I mean, that, the whole situation is just an atrocity. And um, when I heard about that, I just immediately, my heart sank And I prayed for them. I thought about them. And I said to myself, man, how could I bless these people? How Mm -hmm. could I serve them? How could I minister to them? How could I comfort them? Um, How could I bring peace to them? And um, that was a little bit about kind of where I jumped off of in the message last night. I talked about that experience, what that was like. So, I mean, obviously it was terrible, Mm -hmm. but I really examined our motivation for ministry. Yeah you know because in that moment of considering those people i thought to myself how often have i have i been moved by a selfish motive to minister wow. to others and how often have i simply looked upon people who are hurting and are in need of love and comfort and blessed them sincerely out of the goodness of my heart because i wanted them to be served and i wanted them to be loved right and as i look back and examine my life and my ministry i couldn't see A ton of highlights. After 10 years in ministry, I couldn't see a ton of highlights of me just simply ministering out of love, genuine love for other people. Just raw. Just, I love you. I care about you. God loves you. God cares about you. Because I think so often we minister out of this place of, this is my anointing, my calling, my purpose, my destiny, my assignment. And it is me, me, me. Right. We're not thinking about God. Right. Not thinking about others. And
1: it's not intentional. It's just that's that's what's been normal for us. So that's how we naturally might process yeah. those moments.
0: Exactly. And all I'm saying is I think we need to grow. I think there's an upgrade available. And so that was something that sort of struck my heart this week and a message came out of it. So I felt like Sunday was good. It was great. Yeah. So what else have you been up to this week?
1: Well, I know we talked about in our last podcast um, that I was going to do a closet sale. Mm-hmm. So we did the closet sale. It went amazing mm. and we're gonna do another one in the springtime because it went so well and we're gonna do guys clothes so it was it was a crazy crazy day i got to what saturday was a closet sale we got to go to a wedding yep. i got to go to a birthday party i had a That's full a lot going on day yeah that full saturday day. Was just a full on saturday day. was like a week's worth of stuff i felt like
0: yep made a couple hundred bucks a couple hundred closet dollars sale.
1: yep and just on clothes that i wasn't you know, gonna wear anymore, but somebody Mm -hmm. else, it brought them joy. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was a super fun experience. I got to see a lot of my friends and meet a lot of, uh, meet a lot of girls. And so it was great. We had a, we had a great time.
0: You guys just be aware of the next closet sale we have. Yeah, because be I gotta awesome. be real with you, that closet sale was pretty good. It's great. I mean, there was tons of clothes from designer yep. shops, yep. a lot of H and M, yep. Forever Twenty One stuff yep. for super cheap. So cheap, like, like, gr- like garage $3. sale price. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. it was ridiculous. <laughs> it cheap, was ridiculous, honestly. And so it, it, I think it blessed people.
1: I think so. I think I think people walked away with lots of fall things and mm-hmm. so we had a good time it felt like we got to bless a lot of people and you know yeah. hang out with our friends so it was a good day that's what most of my week was consumed with getting that together um so
0: yeah it's a good it's a good week
1: it was a great week it was, it was good long week. but it was
0: great mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so um I'm trying to think about what else i've done this week
1: what else have you done this well,
0: week? well i i Played a little bit of video games. A little bit? Not much.
1: You don't pay, play a lot of video games. Not a
0: lot these days, but uh, the new NBA 2K16 did come out, and yeah. I like sports games, so played that a little bit.
1: Why was Michael Jordan on the front of it? I don't know.
0: I haven't figured that out yet. I play like the My Career thing. You can create a guy, and then you <laughs> go through a story. I'm into stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't know, my husband loves basketball.
0: I like basketball, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I mean, physical exercise, but I think everyone who's listened to our podcast thus far knows that. Yeah, they that. know. Um, we spent
1: 20 minutes talking about CrossFit last episode. Last I know. Episode, we're so. not going
0: to do that to you this time. Um, so anyways, let's dive into our topic today. We're going to talk about some current events. Um, yes, current events. Yes. This, this is, is
1: where a sound effect should be, like
0: yep. a headline sound Boom, boom. Yeah, exactly.
1: Current events. Current events.
0: <laughs> with Lyle and Allison Phillips. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Jonathan, work on that.
0: Jonathan, help <laughs> us out here, homie. Um, okay, so there was a big article that was released this week from Complex Magazine. Did you see it? You, well, you showed it to me. Did you read it? No.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fine because you, you it read was me super it.
0: long. It was super long. Yes. This, this article was on the faith of Justin Bieber, if <laughs> you will. That was not the point of the article. No. They just interviewed him. Yes. And he said in the article... I want to live like Jesus. Yes. That's what he said. That's what he said. And they quoted him, and it became a headline. And there was tons of online magazines, blogs, tweets, so on and so forth. (laughs) Justin Bieber says, I want to live like Jesus, in quotes. So (laughs) that caused a little bit of a stir. It was
1: an uproar.
0: It really was. I mean, I, I saw a lot of tweets about it. And I saw open letters, a lot of open letters <laughs> written to Justin Bieber from various Christian people. Um, I saw a few articles written uh, online addressing Justin, talking to Justin, uh, addressing Justin's faith and his comment of wanting to live like Jesus. Mm-hmm. One of those was from Dr. Michael Brown, yes, um, who I've read in the past, mm-hmm. and he seems to be quite an astute um individual yes I don't know him personally no I know some people who do know him personally Mm -hmm. and I saw that he wrote an article an open letter Mm -hmm. to Justin I did not read it word for word I just kind of skimmed over right
1: you kind of just
0: browsed it seemed a little confrontational right like he was um trying to speak into Justin's life okay and um I don't know if Sean Bowles Uh, wrote a tweet in response to Dr. Michael Brown. I'm not Uh saying he did because I don't know that that's the case. Right. Because I saw a lot of open letters to Justin Bieber this week. But Sean said something that I thought was interesting. Uh He said, Justin, at Justin Bieber, I'm sorry that someone, I'm sorry that a Christian is trying to speak into your life without relationship. Hmm. You know, apologies for all these open letters. Hmm. And so we just thought it might be a good idea to throw in our two cents. Totally. On this subject. Yeah. Because it seems to be a current event. It is. It's, and it's a seriously current
1: event. And yep. it's it's kind of it's not laughable because it's a very serious it's a serious statement to say I want to live like Jesus. That is a very serious statement.
0: That's a serious, especially statement. especially
1: from somebody with as much influence and with as much to lose as Justin Bieber has. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's not laughable in that sense. But it's 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 a little bit hysterical mm-hmm. how big of a deal everybody's making it, in in mm-hmm. my opinion.
0: Well, you know, I think that there are a lot of people out there who feel as though it is their responsibility to bring correction right. and conviction right. to the body of Christ when they make statements about Jesus. Totally. And, you know, to be honest, we probably need those people. Yeah. You know, they have a very valid ministry. Um, but at the same time... Um, I don't know that what they say and what they write is always the most effective.
1: Well, certainly not. I think it's it goes back to what um, Sean made that statement that yes. you know who we love. Oh my gosh, yeah, we, love we just Chambos. love Sean. He's amazing. Um, but it's true that I feel that that. Correction, that, um, you know, opportunity for input is so necessary for the body of Christ. But Mm -hmm. aside from relationship, it's just super damaging.
0: Yep. It's, 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 um, anytime we bring correction outside of relationship, it always feels like abuse.
1: Right. Or outside of permission.
0: Outside of permission.
1: Because sometimes you can give correction outside of relationship if permission is given.
0: That's a good point. That's a really good point. My rule of thumb is where there's no relationship, there's no room for rebuke. Yeah. That's pretty much like my rule of thumb. If you don't have a relationship with someone, you shouldn't put yourself in a position to rebuke them (laughs) because they're not going to hear it No, regardless of how good it is.
1: It's going to feel painful.
0: Yep. It's going to feel like control. It's going to feel like manipulation. And it's going to feel like abuse. And so please take this as a rule of thumb. If you don't have a relationship with someone... Don't try to rebuke them because all you're going to do is set yourself up for failure. And the last thing that you want to be known as, that crazy religious Christian that sets themselves up as everyone's pastor without permission and goes around shaking the finger and rebuking people and putting them in line. Right. It may work every now and then. And when it does, thank you, Jesus, that it's pure if it is. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I just don't see that as being the most effective way to go about No. Helping people, pastoring people, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that with social media now, it's really easy to forget that because there is a distance in our communication sometimes. So we just tend to say things maybe that we wouldn't necessarily say if we were face to face Mm -hmm. with that person. And, you know, I think that when it comes to um, correction, Lyle and I are very, very, much um in support of correction absolutely um, it's necessary yes in loving direction from uh, people in our lives that are um we've given permission to lead us Mm -hmm. and so we are all about um, correct authority however it's not super helpful to make statements online in my opinion without relationship even more so that it's inappropriate to make those statements face to face when it's not Right. You know, without permission.
0: When has anyone ever been transformed as a result of a Twitter argument?
1: Right. Never.
0: I don't know of any time. When right. has anybody ever come to Jesus as a result of a blog being written about them? Right. I don't know of a time, personally, but hey, you know what? That's just my experience. Right. That's hashtag Lyle's opinion right there. One-on-one. Right. Um, so. So. With Justin Bieber in particular, <laughs> okay? So what we do know about him is that, um, you know, he's obviously in relationship with some really awesome people. Yes. You know, I listen to Judah Smith, mm-hmm. pastor of City Church in yep. Seattle, and we know that that's his pastor. Yes. He's, he's, he he's on record yep. saying that. Um, we know he's in relationship with Carl Lentz mm-hmm. from Hillsong yep. NYC, um, which is awesome. Yes. Which is great. Amazing. Um, and we know he's a celebrity. Yes. Okay. He's been a celebrity for a long time. Since
1: he was just a little kid.
0: Right. He is a person. All right? Like, I don't understand why, you know, people are...
1: So critical.
0: Yeah. Like, he's an individual with totally. a heart and a story he and a soul. Feelings. He's got feelings. He's a real person. Yeah. A normal person. He's experienced... I mean, I say he's a normal person in the sense that <laughs> he's like us. Yes. He's a human. He puts he's a his pants being. on one leg like yes. everybody else. <laughs> yes. I know he has a different measure of influence. Yes. Um, you know, but at the same time, I, I find that when people are writing... A lot of stuff like this publicly. Hmm. I think they're using his statements as opportunities to gain influence. Right. And I think that is wonky ten times out of ten. Right. As that's opposed cool.
1: to just you know, being don't able use to to love celebrities him. right
0: to increase your platform. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. Probably this celebrity
0: said this. I'm going to attack them online. So then that way I can get their attention, and right. then I'll get more followers. Right. Because people want to hear about my controversy. Yeah. yeah, that's wrong. It is wrong, um, in my opinion. So, but then on the other side of things, mm-hmm. like maybe writing an open letter to encourage them. I've seen some people do yeah. that. I don't. I don't have so much of a problem with that. Um, but the motivation yes. is what I would be concerned about. Yeah. Because even if you're writing a good letter to Justin Bieber online. What's your motivation? Right. Are you hoping to sincerely, truly bless him? Mm-hmm. Or is your motivation to get people's attention because you're writing to him? Right. And build, build your platform. Yeah. So when it comes <laughs> to ministering to celebrities, like, we should. Yes, we you know? should minister to celebrities. And we should want to. Yes. But in Justin Bieber's case, like, he's he's been pretty forthright that he's yeah. got pastors and people in yeah. his life. And so I don't understand why we need we need to be volunteering our criticism and rebuke to him right. publicly online because I'm sure that the people who he's given permission to speak into his life um, probably have some things to say about that article and yep. have probably spoken to him yep. about it. But either way, you <laughs> know, I, I just <laughs> think that's sort of, that's my opinion. I think we need to be praying for Justin <laughs> yeah. and we need to be blessing him and, and, and just lifting him up before the Lord and doing everything that we can to encourage him.
1: Totally, because I think that um, having having a heart to minister to influential people um, is is really special and really important, just the same as it's important and special to minister to the poor. Exactly. And I think that with when it comes to ministering to the influential, um, you know, attitude is everything just the same way as it is when you're ministering to the poor in spirit, the poor. Um, physically Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you ever want to have influence with the influential then especially influentials that aren't even believers Mm -hmm. then you're sure as heck gonna want to make sure that you pray for shore up and get behind those that are trying their best to communicate with the world around them that they do love Jesus and yeah like behavior obviously Mm -hmm. we all know that Justin Bieber has You know, exhibited behavior that my mom would spank me for. Right. (laughs) So, just after making the statement, I
0: want to live like Jesus. (laughs) There were some people that posted online, like, "See, look at Justin now. He was at a concert or something. He was just drinking. Yeah, he was. He posted on Instagram. Totally. You know, he's like partying or whatever. And you know, so they're like, "You said you want to live like Jesus. What is? (laughs) And he's
1: obviously (laughs) making a different
0: choice. He made a different choice, but you know, I mean, I just. I just don't understand why people are taking personal responsibility to stand up in public and rebuke them.
1: Right. Because the statement was, I want to live like Jesus, not I live like Jesus.
0: Exactly. That's an awesome, awesome point.
1: So where he is in his process is just, it's a, it's a step on his journey. And the heartbeat behind that statement was what people don't realize was that him making that statement cost him more than they think it did. Mm-hmm. Because being a believer and a, and an influencer, it's very difficult and for him to even make that statement was super brave
0: Exactly, and
1: should be, should be met with a lot of support and a lot mm-hmm. of kindness. And who knows what if, what if after that statement, um, other believers chastising him or, um, trying to correct him, cause him to have, you know, a, a bad day, Right. make a bad choice. Exactly. Bummer. Yep. Exactly. You know? So we don't know what's going on in his heart. All we know is that. He's wanting to do, do his best to exhibit a lifestyle of Jesus, and it's our job to get behind him on that.
0: Exactly. That seems to be, in my opinion, the only choice. Yep. Is love him. Yes. Support him. Pray for him. Encourage him uh, in any way that you can because he said he wants to live like Jesus, and he may not be the same spiritual age as you, but if you're not in a relationship with him, don't you set yourself up to yeah. call him out? Absolutely. Just support him. That's that's my opinion. So we love the Biebs. Yeah, we don't have any beef with the Biebs. No, I mean, I doubt he'll ever. No, he'll you know, never listen to this podcast. <laughs> he'll listen to this podcast, obviously. <laughs> but you know, either way, Justin, we're proud of you, man. Yeah. Like, go for it. <laughs> go for Jesus.
1: Go for Jesus, and you know, just let him work on your heart so that those decisions don't become an option anymore—the bad ones.
0: Exactly. Hey. Exactly, because I know for for me. And we can segue into the next, the next yes. topic. But for me, like, some of you guys know my testimony. Some of you guys do not. So before I was saved, before I became a Christian, mm-hmm. I was a drug addict. Yep. An alcoholic. <laughs> violent. Was arrested a ton of times. Was just absolutely wild and crazy. And I know what that life is like. Yeah. I know what the life is like to abuse alcohol, mm-hmm. prescription pills, shoot up. Do drugs, you know, get in fights, right? go to jail, <laughs> go to rehab, get put in the hospital. Like I did all that stuff, it's you crazy. know, and nothing satisfies as Jesus does. Amen. Nothing satisfies. I'll never forget when Jesus was calling me to him hmm. uh, before I basically surrendered and um, followed him. I remember just driving one day thinking about all the stuff that I wanted in this life, you know, and I was thinking about my car, actually, the funniest (laughs) thing, right? I was thinking about my car and I was thinking about the rims I wanted to buy and put on my truck and all the things I wanted to put on my truck and how cool I wanted it to be and all these things that I was concerned with. And I just remember the Holy Spirit talking to me and and basically saying like all this stuff that you want, Mm. like I am more and better and I can provide for you so much of these things that you want. Um, but first and foremost, I want to show you that I'm better than all this. Wow. And, and I remember that. And so I think despite whatever Justin might be going through now, I think he's had some experiences in his past that he knows that to be true as well. Right. And he may be making different choices right now, but I think that he knows at the end of the day um, where the bullseye is. Yes. And that's Jesus. Yep. And I think we see that in moments like this complex interview. Yep. Is that's what he's acknowledging, mm-hmm. and for that, Justin, you go for it, dude. Go for it. You go. Well done. Because <laughs> I I know what it's like to make some really bad decisions, and obviously, I never experienced. Yeah. You know what he's experienced, but uh, I know what it's like to live a lifestyle of drugs and alcohol, and um, just craziness and violence and that sort of thing, which is going to bring us to our next topic on yes. the current event. Um, schedule
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is where the sound effect should come in again (laughs) yeah
0: let's talk about gun control
1: (laughs) let's just ease into that one let's ease
0: into this topic because okay so i've been periscoping
1: oh yes and tweeting
0: and tweeting and one of the topics that i've talked a a bit about is gun control Mm -hmm. i had no idea that my comments were so offensive i
1: mean i have no idea how you had no idea People love their opinions.
0: (laughs) That is true. And America, in general, loves their guns. Is it fair for me to say that?
1: Yeah, I think so, probably.
0: You know, I come from a family of guns. Yeah. Did your family have guns? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever shoot a gun?
1: Never. I've never even, like, put my hand on a gun. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just, we never. No hunters? No, no, my parents, I'm like third generation Nashvilleian.
0: Right, right, right. So you grew so, up in the city. Yeah,
1: I grew up in the city.
0: Right. No need to have a gun.
1: No, we just never nope. Never to did. hunt or for a sport, nope. hobby or anything. <laughs> I can't imagine Carl, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the most sweetest, peaceful. most peaceful man. <laughs>
0: that's true. That that's very true about Carl. <laughs> you know, um, I come af- I come from a family of gun owners. Right, from um, Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky, from the sticks.
1: Lots of hunting.
0: Lots of hunting. And my grandfather, he owned and operated a grocery store for a number of years. And he always, he, he had a carry permit. Right. He carried a gun on him right. at all times. All times. He was a volunteer fireman, EMT. Yep. You know, pretty awesome guy. Serving the community. Serving the community. And he and he kept a gun on him. Good man. Yeah. He's, he's a good a guy. Good man. God fearing. Bible believing. Yep. Gun carrying yep. Christian. He's a good man. All right, Southern man. So then on the other side of the family, um, my grandfather there, he was a hunter. So he had a house full of guns. I mean, rifles, bows, you know, just knives. I mean, everything. Everything, yeah. And he would, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I would go squirrel hunting and fishing <laughs> with him, right? I never... Um, most of my other family has been much more into hunting than me, but so guns were always around.
1: Right. Right. You're just guns, part of normal.
0: They're normal. You, normal. you saw guns a lot, right. you know, uh, you shot guns. We, I mean, we still every now and then at Thanksgiving when we're over with that side of the family, we'll shoot skeet. Right. You know what skeet is? Yes, I do. Okay. So you it's like a, pull the thing, a yeah, little saucer pull.
1: flies. Pull. Yeah.
0: Shoot it out of the Clay. Clay. And that's fun. That's, that's fun. I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I basically made a statement that um, what I posted on Twitter <laughs> was after the college shooting, yes. Barack Obama, our president, he came on uh, online, right. um, on the news, on air, and he said that we need more effective gun laws.
1: Right. More effective gun
0: laws. More effective gun laws. And... I, that's what I posted on Twitter. I said, I agree with President Obama that we need more effective gun laws.
1: Yes. <laughs> Ooh, Man, people, they were not happy about that. Well, that's not true. There were a lot of people that were super uh, happy about it, and then there were a lot of people that were a little confused about that statement.
0: Yep, yep. It w- And some people were mad at me. I don't know why this is, but some Christians, they're just angry if you agree with President or, Obama. I don't understand.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, hey, I get it. Like... He he has opinions that are different from ours a lot of times. (laughs) Exactly, exactly,
0: but doesn't everyone? Right. Seriously. And so that I guess that was my first mistake is that I actually agreed with our president. (laughs) Um, But we're not. We're not even going to go there. No. You know I pray for him too. Yes. All right. And just like with Justin Bieber, if you want to have influence with people, then you have to love them. Come on. You know, you have to pray for them. You should care about them. Yes. And the president and Biebs and anyone else is no different. Absolutely.
1: Like, There's no getting around that one.
0: Yes. That's pretty evident in the Bible. Yep. So, you know, people are all freaked out. They're like, oh, martial law, gun control. President Obama's going to take all my guns. <laughs> you know, wow. going to confiscate my guns. This is my amendment to bear arms. Right. I have the right this to bear arms. Right. Exactly. And I realize that that can get, you know, really sticky really fast. It can
1: get sticky because fast.
0: people don't want to feel controlled. No. And people are afraid when things like that happen. Yes. You start charging into their house, taking their guns. Right. This They're whole be martial happy law thing that. that people are talking about on YouTube, and <laughs> the Illuminati and all that stuff. <laughs> people get wild over it. They get wild. And it, in my opinion, a lot of that stuff is so fueled by fear.
1: Yeah. That it's a major bummer. It is a major bummer.
0: You know, like God did not give us the spirit of fear, yes. but of power, love, and a sound mind. Sound mind. So if your opinion concerning guns, if your opinion concerning the president, and your opinion concerning any topic is fueled by fear, I'm pretty positive that God wants to give you an upgrade.
1: Absolutely. There's always opportunity for an upgrade when you have a lens of fear. And in, in, in regards to this situation, I mean... Rightfully, so. some people have been feeling a little bit afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, these, this the situation like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast is not one that's unique to uh, Oregon. This has been happening all over our country uh, yes. over the last few years. And I think that it's definitely something that must be thought about by mm-hmm. believers, and we should have an opinion about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we should have an opinion. We about should. It. Um, and
1: doesn't mean that all of our opinions have to be the same, but we should go to God and have an opinion. Yes. The same opinion he has.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> to the best and some of people ability. are so afraid to share their opinion. Yeah. You know, they don't want to, you know, th- they don't want anybody to criticize them. Yeah. Because people think can I, be critical. Oh, my gosh. Pe- I mean, in the last few months, people have like went in on me on Twitter <laughs> and Periscope. Um, but, I mean, I feel like I need to add my voice to the conversation. I want to add my voice to the conversation. Yes. And if people criticize me in the process, oh, well. Like, Jesus got him followed all the time. Totally. So, big whoop. Big whoop. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> it, like, kind of hurts my feelings sometimes when people are really, like, critical of you uh, because I like you and I think that you're really smart and brilliant and really kind. So, whenever people are super critical of you, I'm always kind of bummed. Thanks, sweetheart. I always want to, like, you know, I mean, you don't know how many tweets that I've formed and then deleted draft. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it today, right? And I was like, "Delete draft." That doesn't say feel anything. like love. Yeah, <laughs> the Lord can be His defender. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely. That's that's good. So <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, with back to my comment of, you know, I agree we need some more effective yes. gun laws. Um, I, I don't necessarily see it a bad idea to make it more difficult to purchase guns in America. Yes, I'm not saying that we should not be able to bear arms and that we should not be able to purchase guns. I'm just saying, maybe raise the standard a bit. Maybe so. You know, so it's not as easy to purchase guns in a public place. Totally. Now, some people are saying, well, bad guys are always going to get guns. Well, probably so. Maybe so. Probably so. so. You know, I don't know. Uh, Maybe so. That's my response to that. But why not make it a little bit more difficult for people to purchase guns out of a supermarket? Right, so to speak. Right. I, I know that's not where you get guns, but right. there are stores where you can go and buy guns pretty easily. Totally, you know. And so I don't know what the process is for that because I've never bought a gun. Right. But you know, I don't see anything wrong with making that harder for people who have maybe a criminal record or some type of public record of, you know, um, mental illness huh. or something of that sort. Totally. Maybe there's, and I don't know what the solution is. This is not a political conversation per se. I know it's kind of. It has that on it, but it's more of a personal opinion yeah. piece.
1: Yeah, it's a conversation.
0: It's a conversation. It's a conversation. It's a hashtag conversations because that's exactly what this podcast is. So you may not agree with me in that sense, and that's okay because you're entitled to your opinion yes. as well. All I'm saying is I think it would be more effective if we made it more difficult for people to obtain guns that don't really need to have them in their possession. Absolutely. Be- that's what I'm saying.
1: Because I think that it's we must acknowledge the fact that guns – um, in the hands of, you know, uneducated or dangerous people kill other people. Yep. So, you know, in the same way that we would want somebody who was performing a, you know, brain surgery on you to know exactly what they were doing when they opened you up, because, you know, the same knife that's helping them to bring you, uh, peace and clarity and healing could be the same thing that kills you. So that's you definitely true. want somebody to go through a process right. to know exactly what they're doing when they're, um, you know, handling that tool. Absolutely. So I think that, that, that's a very valid opinion, sweetheart.
0: Thank you. Well, the other thing is the the topic of violence and, you know, a lot of people are saying like, Oh, well, what would you do if your wife or your kid, <laughs> you know, were in trouble? Would you kill someone? That, That question, you know, is a very hard question to answer because I've never been in that situation. Never been there. So I don't know what I would do. All I can do is look at my values and say, I feel like because I hold these things near and dear to my heart, Mm -hmm. I would probably behave out of them if I was in a situation like that. And I am an advocate for nonviolence in every situation. Yes. So I don't believe that my choice would be to try to kill somebody Absolutely. if someone was trying to hurt you.
1: Right. And I mean, we've never been in that situation, but we do know some people that have been in a situation similar to that overseas. We do. Yep. And the way that they responded to that was so beautiful. And they were in a very dangerous situation where people had broken into their house. Um, they um, raped his wife. And Mm -hmm. they had, um, a small child that's, that's now with them, I think with them at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what, like they, they did have to go through a lot of emotional healing about that situation, but you know what, like now on the other side of that, they are very, very much proponents of bringing love first and always, 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 um, sharing love first and foremost. And as a result of that situation, they've seen lots of transformation in the community. And That's that situation right. was very difficult and very hard. And although we've never been in that situation, we do know people personally who have and have made a choice not to uh, to be nonviolent. And yep. it has, you know, it has been very, very... Um, overall, it has been a very good choice for them. Yes. So, I mean...
0: And I cannot find anywhere in the scriptures where Jesus advocates for violence, even in the scenario of self-defense.
1: Yeah, that's I mean,
0: I I mean, it's I I haven't found it.
1: I I mean, I don't think that I have either. And I was trying to formulate a tweet today that I couldn't fit in 160 characters. (laughs) So I just deleted that draft, too. But um, it was along the lines of, you know, if we as believers want to see a a decrease or even an end to violence, Mm -hmm. um, we have to be willing to lay down our right. To violence even in self-defense.
0: Absolutely. We have to. I fully agree with that statement, Allison.
1: So, and that's, that's believers. We're not trying to make statements about people who don't follow the teachings of Jesus.
0: Sure. So, I mean, we
1: can't, we can't necessarily give an opinion about that.
0: Exactly. We're talking to Christians. We're talking about believers. You know, there was something that I thought was interesting. I'll, I'll pull up here. It's Luke chapter 22, verse 36. This is something that a lot of people don't really remember Jesus saying, but this is something that G- Jesus says in the Bible, Luke twenty two thirty six. it says, and he said to them, but now whoever has a money belt is to take it along, likewise also a bag, and whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one.
1: Hmm.
0: That's pretty interesting. Yes. So, you s- so Jesus is <laughs> saying to his disciples, if you sword. don't have a sword... Sell your coat and buy a sword. That is interesting. It is interesting. Jesus said to buy a sword. Wow. Okay. So let's go to another passage of scripture real quick. All right. Which is Matthew 26, 52. All right. Jesus says to Peter, "What we 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 think it was uh We think it was Peter. Yeah, it's always depicted as Peter. Um He you know, he draws out a sword and Mm. he and he struck the slave of the high priest, and he cut off his ear hmm. okay, with a sword. And then you hear Jesus saying this in verse 52. He said, Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Very interesting. So
0: you have Jesus here telling his disciples to buy a sword, but then when one of his disciples uses a sword to be, become physically violent against another human being...
1: In defense of Jesus...
0: In defense, in, in self defense, in self so defense, to speak, yeah. Because um, they have Jesus come rebukes to them. them, right? Jesus rebukes the person yes. who's defending him with violence. Yep. And he says, "Put your sword back in its place." He said, um, "If you live by that, you're going to die by that." Yep. So why did Jesus tell his disciples to buy a sword if, when it came time for them to use it, he told them to put it up?
1: Hmm. Good question.
0: Good question. <laughs> so, okay, let's just say, for instance, the sword is the modern equivalent of a gun. Yes. Because it pretty much is, yeah. for the most part. I mean, obviously, you can do more things with a sword than you can with a gun, I'm sure. Clear some brush right, out of the backyard. You, know. you can, you know. <laughs> Clear some brush <laughs> out of the
1: backyard. <laughs> we actually have so much in our yard, we so do. we could really use a sword. We probably need a sword. sword. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, come on. You could, you could. Um, Jews don't eat, what, what do they eat? They don't eat, like, pig, but they eat chicken and stuff. So I guess they could, with a sword, yeah, they could carve up a kosher yeah, chicken yeah, of some could, sort. I mean, you could use there's it. There's
1: like kosher hot dogs. Yep. Yeah.
0: I don't think they had hot dogs though. Okay. This is the old testament time. <laughs> you never um, know. You never know. <laughs> May have been kosher hot dogs. Nathan's.
1: Right? Nathan's. Nathan's. Hot Nathan's dog. boom.
0: <laughs> so if a sword is the modern equivalent of a gun. Yes. So and and Jesus said, Hey, you can buy buy a sword. I don't think that Jesus has a problem with you buying a gun. Right. I don't think Jesus has a problem with guns. I don't think Jesus has a problem with us owning a gun. Right. But I do think he has a problem. With bad behavior and bad choices, mm. with a gun, right? Meaning, anytime we use that as a means of physical violence yes. against another human being, even in the case of defense, right? He has something to say about it, yeah. And he said, "Hey, put that up. Yep. If you live by that, you're going to die by that, right?" Because he showed us a different way.
1: Absolutely, and I think that that's um, kind of the the picture of, hey, if you if you if you Live by it, you will die by it. So you know it's not necessarily the gun that's the problem. It's the it's the faith in the gun that's the that's probably exactly. the problem.
0: I don't have a problem with guns. Right. I have a problem with people making guns their god. Totally. Your gun is not your source of safety. Yes. Jesus is your source exactly. of safety. Exactly. Your gun is not what protects you. Mm. Jesus protects you. Yes. This I'm speaking to Christians now. Yes. Because we can't put our guns. In the place of God, no. Because then we put our gun, we set it up as an idol, and we worship it. <laughs> but we do truthfully. We do anything that you have to check with before you say yes to Jesus is an idol. Absolutely, that's an idol. It is. And so if if we're putting a gun in this place of, I totally trust God, but if somebody breaks into my house, I I got to have a gun. Right, I have to I have, have to. one. I have to have one. <laughs> I have to have one. I've got to have it. I've got to have it ready. Mm, We're just going to say, can you talk to the Lord about that?
1: just talk to the Lord about it.
0: Because we're not saying that you shouldn't own a gun. Absolutely. But we're saying that we need to examine our heart motives for how we use our guns. Absolutely. If you want to hunt, great. You know.
1: I like me some.
0: Rise, kill, and eat. Yep. You know. Deer. Have some venison tacos. Come on. They're delicious. (laughs) Turkey. Awesome. Turkey jerky. I've never had deer jerky. Oh, it's jerky. it is good. It's good deer jerky. is good, okay. good stuff. Okay, so great. You want you shoot for sport, right? Awesome, that's great. You know, I even saw this week like there's because you know I'm into this thing like seal fit, right? Yes. So this guy, he has, like, different camps. They teach you how to shoot guns, and, like, you do different, like, training exercises, right. like the military. But you don't kill people, no. right? And although you're doing some of the same military-style training, right. I looked at that, and I'm like, that's cool. Right. Like, that, that could be fun. Right. You know, you get to shoot rifles, and, like, you get to operate equipment, and, <laughs> and that seems like fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I just never have had any sort of a desire to have a gun. Right to be honest I mean this is this is my hashtag Allison's opinion mm-hmm. is I don't know i I think that I would personally rather go meet Jesus than live a life with on my conscience the thought of me ever hurting somebody with a gun I don't know that just seems messy to me it does it seems messy to me emotionally and I just I'd rather not mm-hmm. so to me it feels more intense to think about having to defend myself with a gun than I would be. Not having one.
0: <laughs> no, I I so, agree. So I mean, I
1: everybody's feelings are very different. Um, my life is very valuable to me, but it's only valuable to me in the context of living a life with Jesus. That's right. So, you know, I think that for for me, I've just never even had a thought. Sure. I never even I didn't even know that this was an issue. I literally didn't I even didn't know either. that gun control was an issue until I became a very like an adult adult.
0: Right. Yeah, it's an it issue. just was
1: never in my house, so you know. Obviously, like Lyle said, we, we don't have any personal problems with people owning guns. Right. Um, our heart for this podcast would be that you would examine your motivation.
0: Yes. Because guns are not God. No. Guns are not God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. <laughs> That's what we're saying here. That's it. If you want to own a gun, great. Great. If you want to get your carry permit, great. Come on. If you want to, if you want to uh, shoot targets, you want to go hunting, great. But we, we don't advocate for violence of any sort no. because that's what, that's what we see in Jesus. And that's our opinion. Somebody else may have a different one. Yep, And that's okay. And that's okay. We're, we're not like telling you that you're going to go to hell because you believe the way you do. We're just saying this is the way we read it. <laughs> and so this is what we're presenting. This is what we believe. Yep. And this is what we're encouraging others to do. Absolutely. There's never been anybody change the world for the better with violence. Totally. Never. Never. Nobody's ever changed a situation for the better with violence. Because violence begats violence. Exactly. And it has since the world began. Absolutely. It, exa- it Violence was what drove um, Cain out of the presence yes. of God. That was violence. Yes. And so I just, I just don't think that violence in any situation is worth it.
1: And we see in Jesus the thing that ended the ultimate violent act of separation between man and God was Mm -hmm. an act of surrender to Mm -hmm. unto death. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that as believers, we have to examine that. Mm -hmm. We have to acknowledge that. And if we're unwilling to acknowledge that, then, you know, I think that, that we just need to ask the Lord to make our hearts more malleable and more influenced by his kind of love.
0: Mm hmm. You know, I mentioned my past a little bit, and let me just say this before we finish up here, is that, you know, before I walk with the Lord, I was shot at on multiple occasions.
1: I'm so glad nobody ever hit you.
0: Oh, (laughs) praise God, right? And, you know, I'm not happy about this, but I shot at people. Right. I I don't, maybe I shouldn't even go on record of saying that.
1: (laughs) I'm sure the police already know that at some point, you know. (laughs) Your rap sheet's like four four sheets long.
0: Yeah, I I mean...
1: Jesus got him good.
0: (laughs) Some of you guys don't know that. You won't even believe that. But I had a friend, my best friend, my roommate. I lived with this guy for a long time. I was out of town one weekend, and he was shot and killed Hmm. in a drug altercation. I was with him every day of the week, always with him. And I would have been with him that night when that happened had I been at home and not out of town. Hmm. So... One of the things you have to you guys please understand is that a whole lot of people have a whole lot of opinions about guns and where they're needed and where they're not. And mm. they've never
1: experienced they've
0: never experienced something like that. Yeah. And I'm I'm sharing with you guys my experience yeah. of being shot at, shooting at other people, and watching firsthand the effects of what happens when people start to use guns to exert power over right. other people. People die. It's sad. I cannot explain to you guys you know, the breadth between, mm. um, you know, us as young, crazy, uh, people living a lot, li- a, a crazy lifestyle mm. of carrying the gun and feeling like it's cool Yeah, being shot at, shooting at someone else Man. and then watching my friend's mother have mm. to bury him at 18 Yeah, and the havoc that it uh, wreaks on, uh, his, his families, his little sister, Yes, you know, mm. who I, who I, uh, who grew up around us and, um, uh, and you know it was only ten ten years old mm. at the time, you know, having to bury her older brother, yep, um you know at eighteen mm. it just i cannot I cannot advocate for violence in any capacity, weapons um for the sake of violence in any capacity, because I don't see Jesus and I don't see kingdom in that in in any scenario yes.
1: And, you know, inevitably people are going to ask us questions like, you know, self-defense or totally. any any other number of questions. And, you know, we acknowledge that that our opinion might not be um, everybody's opinion. And our opinion might not necessarily fit into the current system that we have here in the United States.
0: But Some people might ask us about the military. Totally. Some people may ask us about war. Some totally. people may ask us, about, like you said, about...
1: A hundred other things.
0: Scenarios.
1: Yes. And, you know, Lyle and I are still developing our opinions with the Lord on these things. But at this point, what we've come we to... We could be wrong. We could be wrong. We and could we're okay be wrong. with being wrong. Yep. <laughs> but at this point in our lives, what we've noticed about the scriptures is that Jesus was the most loving, nonviolent human mm-hmm. who surrendered himself unto death. And in the scripture, we're, we are challenged to live a lifestyle, like Justin said, like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So... In our in our hearts and in to the best of our ability, we we hope to pastor people in the direction of a lifestyle that looks like Jesus, mm-hmm. and we hope to pastor um, our community and and really challenge ourselves to hear from the lord even if it's countercultural yes. um even if if living a lifestyle of nonviolence is not cultural like mm-hmm. we we're willing so yes. you know we we we'd love to hear your opinions about this as well we're not we saying think. Yeah, we think <laughs> if they're if they're in love we'd love to hear them yeah. but if they're just rude then you know, maybe keep them. Ain't to nobody yourselves. got time. For that. <laughs> but we're we're more than happy to hear loving disagreements or or agreements, whatever you yes, you that's have to fine. Say.
0: You guys are so free to disagree with mm-hmm. us, and we're okay with that. Yes, we're absolutely okay with that. <laughs> we're we're just sharing our opinion based upon our experience. Yes, that's it. We're not trying to say that you're wrong. Uh, you know that we're right. Uh, but we genuinely do believe in our heart like this is right for us. Yes. And that's all we're sharing. Yep. So, you know, it might be a bit dangerous to put that out on a podcast, but you know what? That's okay because we want to do our best to influence people to walk in the direction of love, to walk in the yes. direction of Jesus, to walk in the direction of peace, and to walk in things that are happening right now in the kingdom of heaven. We're praying your kingdom come, your Mm -hmm. will be done, and nobody's packing heat on the street of gold. Absolutely. And so all we're saying is if that's what we're going to pray and that's what we're going to pursue, could we as a Christian community love our brothers and sisters, encourage and support them despite how young they might be in the Lord and advocate for a lifestyle of peace and nonviolence as our Lord and Savior Jesus did as we move ahead in this life and teach our kids to do the same. Exactly. That's our heart. And that's where we're going to sign off. If we've offended you, we are so sorry. We, we love like you. We'll
1: send you donuts or something if we've offended you. I have
0: two you. pastries sitting on my table yep, right we now. I just have them. Which I want to throw out the window, but they were here for the closet sale. I've already eaten one. I'm if I don't two, get rid of them, I'm going to eat a second one.
1: <laughs> so we'll send it your way if you're offended.
0: <laughs> we love you guys. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, to thanks for us. listening. If you want, um, you can help us get the word out to more people and uh, open the podcast up to new listeners by leaving us a rating and a review Mm -hmm. on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just log on to your iTunes or iTunes online and uh, search for our names, Lyle and Allison Phillips. Our podcast will come up. You can leave a rating and a review. And um, if you are willing to do that, we would be super blessed. Thank you so much for doing that. And then if you do have any questions, um at B. Phillips on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Periscope. We'd we'll be more than happy to connect with you through social media. And then Allison, what is your
1: My Twitter is it's Allie Phillips and on Instagram I'm Allison Phillips. And then I don't know what others are. I don't really do Periscope, so
0: Yeah, you don't do Periscope. But yet. I'm Allison okay. Phillips on there too, so Yes. So thanks guys for listening. Um God bless you all big time. And <laughs> just that pray that you uh take take a stance yes for 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 jesus amen that's our prayer okay okay bless you guys <laughs>